Happy Labor Day weekend. Labor not. We hope you're staying cool. And welcome to Echo Church Online. Discover a life-giving local church where you'll find the community and support that you've always been looking for. Join us for our services at Mayo High School on Sundays at 9.15 or 10.45 a.m. or both. Um, we're eager to meet you and extend a warm welcome to you uh, from our Echo Church family. Yes. At Echo, we hope you'll find your place, your people, and your purpose. Experiencing a true sense of belonging while building friendships and finding support. We believe that is what we're all seeking and we can't wait to share it with you. It must be fall. Here are four quick mentions for you. Echo is turning four this year. Can you believe it, Marcus? It's crazy. Join us for our annual service and after party on September 17th. Table communities. Join one, leave one, or do both. Yes. Thrive Women's Conference is coming soon. Make sure you check in all of our socials. The Lady League page will post all of it there. And finally, child dedication registration is now open. As always, check out the Echo Weekly email to see what's happening at Echo. Embrace your power of obedience and God's word through your giving at Echo Church. Your contributions extend far beyond finances. They foster spiritual growth, fuel transformation, ministries, and strengthen our communities of hope. Join us in this faith-driven journey of generosity. We invite you to head to our website or Venmo us at We Are The Echo Church. Let us come together in generous obedience and make a difference. Enjoy church. Let everything that has been praise the Lord. Praise in the valley. Praise in the mountain.
I'm not sure if we've ever plugged a restaurant so much and, and announcements. Anyway, anybody going to Cheap Charlie's for lunch today? Still looking. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, we are in a series called uh, The Good Life, and uh, we've been navigating through the book of First John throughout the summer, and, and, and any kind of collective maybe depression sigh here that summer is coming to a close. One, two, three. Anyway, that means the series is coming to a close eventually here, but we had a couple more weeks in it, and uh, I am super excited about today. I'm excited about uh, recapping what the Lord is doing within people at Echo, and uh, we're going to just momentarily watch a video and hear their story and, and listen to what God's doing in their life and then watch them uh, get baptized as we gathered at Trophy Lake in Pine Island. And, uh, and like I said, just short of 30 people. Uh, we, we, we just let them follow in obedience to Jesus. So uh, I'm excited about that. So, but, but I felt like we needed to lean into God's word just momentarily uh, before that. So if you have your Bibles, open up to 1 John chapter 3. And we're going to go all the way to chapter 4, verse 6. So that's 319 through four, chapter 4, verse 6. Six, I'm going to start reading. This is how we know that we belong to the truth and how we set our hearts at rest in his presence. Hey, how many need some rest in God's presence? Can I hear an amen out there? Uh, If our hearts condemn us, we know that God is greater than our hearts and he knows everything. And for some of you are like, yeah, I'm so thankful God knows everything. But for the rest of us, we're like, oh my Oh my, I am imperfect and I am, could, could you just not look today, Lord? Could you just, just look at somebody else? You know what I'm saying? Uh, verse 21, it says, dear friends, if our hearts um, do not condemn us, we have confidence before God and receive from him anything we ask because we keep his command and do what pleases him. And this is his command, to believe in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded. The one who keeps God's command lives in him, and he and them, and this is how we know that he lives in us. We know it by the spirit in which he gave us. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Okay, everybody look at your neighbor and say, test the spirits. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God, but every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. It's pretty cut and dry there. Uh, This is is the spirit of the Antichrist with which you have heard is coming and even now is already in the world. And you know, in verse four, and I I like to just encourage us to memorize this. I, I think this could help us this week and really this month, it says this, you dear children are from God. You have overcome, okay? You dear children are from God and you have overcome them because the one who is greater is, uh, the one that is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Anybody say amen out there? The one who is in us is greater than the one who is in the world. They are from the world and therefore speak from their viewpoint of the world and the world listens to them. We are from God and whoever knows God listens to us, but whoever is not from God does not listen to us. This is how we recognize the spirit of truth and the spirit of falsehood. This is the word of God and my Lutheran brethren say, Just before, uh, just between second service, I was reminded of that, so I needed to do that. So, uh, I, uh, I want to tell you today, and I want to remind you that we shall overcome. That's the message today. We shall overcome. We have overcome, and God will continue to help us overcome. Can I hear an amen out there? Honestly, man, last week was this beautiful celebration. I love baptism. I love Flood Sunday because it's an image of boldness and faith and trust and and victory within people. And when I watch baptism, you know what I see? I see faith in as a movement. 
I would say this, I see faith falling forward. That's what baptism is. Many of us, if you're anything like me, man, I'm just so thankful that I continue to fall forward and that God is continuing to lead us. And so I just wanted to remind us in a very short way today that, that you can overcome. We can overcome because the text tells us that greater is he than is me. Okay, greater is he than me. Okay, did you all hear that? Greater is he than me. I can overcome because greater is God than I am myself. He's bigger than me. He's bigger than my depression. He's bigger than my anxiety, my loneliness, my thoughts, my ill motives. He's greater than my fear. He's greater than my unforgiveness, my doubts, my selfishness, and my anger. I can overcome because greater is he than anything I might be trying to navigate within. The author of 1 John makes it very clear that the heart is something to consider. And I get it, man, the, the narrative of today's society is follow your heart. I believe biblically it tells you to challenge what the heart feels and to mirror it in God's Word and, 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 and I like wake surfing, and most of you probably know that already. And in the summer, you know, we try to take advantage of that as much as possible. When I fall off that board, usually I'm falling forward and I'm turning and I might be twisting, I might be doing a flip into the water. And if you're anything like me, I'm in the middle of the water and there is just a split second that I don't know what's up and I don't know what's down, but it is this chaotic reality that I kind of just put myself through. And I want to liken it to a us in faith. That although sometimes we look in the mirror and we feel pretty good about ourselves and we feel like we're on the right track, I want to remind you that if you're going to overcome, you need to have a true north. And it's got to be outside of you. You cannot put your hope within yourself. You've got to put it into the, the entity, the, the, the all in all that claims to be greater than you and what your heart and what your mind is conceiving. Greater is he than greater is me. He's greater than me. He's greater than me. Y'all hear what I'm saying there? We need true north. We can overcome and continue to overcome because we have confidence in approaching God. That's what the scriptures say. And, and I like what one of the commentators say is the fruit of love is confidence. That we can continue to approach God. We can continue to expect to overcome whatever issue we're trying to overcome. Every life situation, every little choice that we make, we can overcome it because we can approach God in confidence. He calls us his children. And then when we get there, we can overcome because he promises that we will receive what we ask for if we understand what his will is. Everybody look at your neighbor and say, I can overcome. We can overcome because greater is he than me. We can overcome because he will give us confidence, will continue to encourage us to approach him. And he gives us this opportunity to overcome because we can pray about it. And I just want to leave this one like really, really simple prayer principle to you. Because I, I, I think prayer is one of the most difficult things in the world, right? Because you're praying to an entity that a lot of times doesn't speak back to you. And you also, like, prayer is just so much more than, than just a request. But I, I want to say this simple prayer concept. When you go to God, will you change your approach and will you begin to pray, God, change me? Will you, cha will you change your thought and just start simply saying, God, will you change me? Because I know how you all pray. God, will you change her? Mm. Would you change him? All the wives out there say Amen. No, you're not that dumb. <laughs> Although I did hear some of the guys go, hmm, the first time. So we aren't as smart. But, um, but so often when our scenarios and our, our situations or our, you know, our life choices, you're like, God, will you just change the situation? Would you change the outcome? Would you change the atmosphere? And sometimes we're even bold enough to get God to say this, God, will you change your mind? 
And I just want to leave that one simple prayer principle, this practical thing that leave today when you, when you seek God in prayer today, would you just, it, just confidently approach him, understanding that if you are approaching God and you're saying, God, will you change me? No matter the circumstance, no matter the person, no matter the mountaintop experience, the valley low, would you change me? I'm telling you what, God will confidently answer your request. A lot of times we believe that God, that when we pray would change God or can change somebody else. But I'm telling you, it is meant to change me. Lastly, we can overcome because God is greater than the one in the world. It's enough to deal with me and my own heart issues and my own mind issues, my own uh, hangups, my own situations that, that are kind of ruminating within my mind and my heart and internal uh, but then it's an outcome when or it's, it's another outcome when the world is just pressing in. And I love what Second Corinthians says. It says this in four verse eight. It says we are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Because greater is He who is within me than He who is in the world. I love this paradox that the person and the God who lives and resides in me is bigger than me, myself. And because of that, I am reminded that I can leave this place. I can leave Sunday morning expecting that, yes, once I overcame, but I continue to overcome with his help. And that's what I love about baptism. That's what I love about leaning into a Sunday like this because we get to lean in and we hear people's story. And you know what? I'm trying to say it, but they get to show it by their obedience, the willingness to fall forward and to fall and continue to do that forward movement within faith. So let's lean back and uh, just glean from their stories today. As I kind of got older, I kind of fell into the wrong crowds. I fell into like things that I shouldn't you know, and I didn't want that to be my story anymore, you know, and I felt like God was calling me to do something better. I made really poor decisions and let a lot of people down and hurt a lot of people with my actions. Um, held on to that shame for a long, long time, still kind of am. Um, coming out of it now, transforming out of it. I feel like I'm all the time struggling with temptation and struggling with the flesh desire and I feel like back in the past God is always calling me God is always pursuing me even though like I try to run away from him he's just like stands in front of me and it feels like he's telling me you you, you gotta submit you can't be doing this for the rest of your life you are all the time walking back and forth in the line of loving me and loving the world that is just so messed up. I went through some addiction and some, you know, drinking, and I was in an abusive relationship, and I just, I felt stuck. And I felt like there was really no hope, you know? I turned to my bad habits instead of turning to God, and it never got any better. And. I decided, you know, it's time to turn back to God to what will actually heal me. And it has been, you know, and I felt really good since I decided to do that. I always grew up in church. We went every Sunday, um, every Wednesday with me and my brother. And I just felt like kind of a void, I guess, in my life. And I just wanted more. Um, and on a Sunday at Echo, I was just sitting in the back with my family and I saw someone um, just worshiping and they just looked so like free and just like happy and completely joyful and like just no worries at all. And I was just like, man, like I, I really want a piece of that, you know? I've always been a Christian and I've always had God in my life, but um, lately I just felt a call to kind of spread his word. And I've been trying to spread his word at school and other places like that. And felt the need to get baptized, um, to just surrender my life to Jesus and let him lead me. I feel like I'm always fighting. 
I grew up in a Christian home, went to church all the time. Uh, I think the story of my life is anger. Anger, bitterness, pain. It was destroying, destroying my family, destroying my life. I would take the struggles at work home, treat my family poorly. I could go from being the best dad in the world to one of the worst. I didn't know what to do with all that. I had no faith before this year. I've always believed in God. I knew he was there. I knew he existed. I didn't not believe, but I also didn't follow. I didn't commit. And so this year I, I made the commitment to start going on a regular basis, but not just going, but listening, absorbing. He has been working my whole life in ways that I've never given credit for. I've been very blessed in many aspects of my life, and it's helped me realize that those have happened for a reason. They didn't just happen to happen. It's like a snake shedding its dead skin. I think that best describes it for me. I believe um, that brought me through everything that I've been through with alcoholism and just a lot of bad stuff that's happened. Um, good things happen when I do good and getting to know Jesus more and being a leader for my family. It's definitely opening doors and I think that's another big reason why we're excited to do it together. A few years ago when I started to be able to see my dad again, I got brought back into church and I've been wanting to get closer to God and I want to be able to like take steps in my own faith. Recently, God's been able to show me because I was always wondering, what do I do with the pain? I can, I can forgive somebody, but where, where does the pain go? And Pastor Andy was speaking in church one day. He said, what did Jesus do with the pain? He was able to use it to help people. I'm hoping everybody can see through my life and through baptism that he has performed a good work in me and he's still doing it. He's still helping me through. It's the only way. I saw my mom and brother talking about it and I knew I had to because Jesus is already in my life and I just knew I had to get baptized. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary and they shall walk and not faint. Romans 8:18. It says, the pain you are feeling now can't compare to the joy that you will feel in heaven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? Uh, no. No? I, I like them all. You like them all? Well, not. <laughs> God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Luke chapter 5, verse 5, and it's, um, Master, we have worked hard all night and caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. What does that mean to you? Um, it really just means, like, God may ask you to do something that you think is, like, super crazy and wouldn't make any sense, but just being obedient to what he's saying and then doing it. Yeah, I think it's a good reminder. Moving out here to Rochester, me and my wife, you know, not, this is all new. Everything's new. Came out here for you know a medical residency, and the challenges of my first year of training were just beyond what I could handle. It felt like at times, and I kind of lost sight of why I was at where I was at. And it was time to kind of find out what it was like to grow into my faith, grow into my relationship with God. You know, for a long time, I avoided going to church. I felt like I know God, I have a relationship with Him, I know how to pray, I know how to you know, speak the word, but I didn't think I needed a church. I didn't think I needed more. And I think I started to feel stagnant in that relationship. And you know, my personality is always to go and, and try and be better, to grow in whatever I, I do. And that was one part of my life I wasn't growing in. Um, I spent a lot of time in the world and I called myself a Christian. I said, oh, I believe in Jesus, but I, didn't actually know him and I didn't have a relationship with him and I'm so excited to be able to have that relationship I'm reading the Bible and 
going to church and I just feel like everything in my life has changed for the better because of it. And so for me, it just feels like this constant, this relationship that's just never ending and that's who he is to me. So when I can always call on in good times and bad. It means surrender. It means, you know, to fully allow Jesus to take the wheel. I've really prided myself on a lot of times that I have done so much to get myself to where I'm at. And yes, I give it back to God, but I always felt like I had an idea where I wanted to go next. And, you know, in the last year, like I said, I, I kind of lost track of, well, what do I want to happen next? And it's distressing. And my idea is I just want to be able to sit back and do what he has, you know, what he's meant for me to do. He's blessed me with a lot of things and I want to use them to, you know, the, the utmost of, of what I can. I want God to keep working in my life and I want to keep seeing these changes that I can already feel happening even just in the few days after camp. Um, I want to keep sharing His Word with others um, at school and sports and really just spread His Word. Knowing the extent of how much He loves me has changed my life like so much. For me before, love was just like, oh, a word. Oh, I love you. Okay. I can tell it to my brother. Like, it's nothing. But when I, like, when I found out what love is through, like, I just, I knew the feeling of love. And when I love someone or something, I, like, I, I know how that feels. When I knew the extent of how much he loved me, it changed me. I was like, this is how much he loves me. A creator that created, like, just everything. I have experienced a lot to choose to let go of my old life to be reborn to God's abundance, I guess. I'm the oldest of nine kids, and um, I struggled with methamphetamine addiction, um, surviving domestic violence, and human trafficking. You think that um, one verse that kept me going through all of the um, ups and downs is just like, um, and though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because I'm a child of God. And so I just was vigilant as to trying to hear that good voice inside. I guess I just also, I went through being homeless. My house burned down three years ago and that's kind of when some of the other um, exploitations stuff came in. And um, so my kids have been like praying for me when I do talk to their dads. Um, I haven't been able to be in their life as much, but I just really appreciate that their dads are Christians and my kids are learning to be disciples of Jesus. And, and so they've been praying for me and I feel like that really like saved my life coming out of being homeless. I also, my life first, which got me to mail or uh, to echo was, um, the enemy comes alive, kill, steal, cheat, and destroy, but I came to give you everlasting life. And I wanted you to live it to the fullest. And so I don't really even know what that might mean, but um, I know that my story is valuable. And so I go back and I, um, I get to go back out and reach out to other people who are homeless. And I've been handing out the Traveler's Bible to people. It's just a testimony of God's faith and resurrection for me to get um, baptized because I want to be obedient to God because um, I'm claiming a victory for Him. So I can live um, in, in obedience to Christ um, and to fully receive the Holy Spirit in my life and um, to be a living testimony to other people. My parents' faith can't carry me because lately I've had, I've always gone to faith. I've always loved Jesus. I've always said I'm going to commit to Him 100%, then I fall back into temptation, back into like whatever this world's pulling me into. So I started bawling and I, I got on my knees. I was like, no, it's finally time to give it all to God. I just feel like it's time. Like I just need to stop running away and I just need to focus in. Um, you know, it's time that I take this into my own hands and strengthen that relationship with God instead of just pushing him away and thinking like, I can do this on my own. Cause I can't, it's, I need to put that faith in God and surrender to him. At camp, I surrendered my life to Jesus, and it completely changed who I was, and without it, I don't think I would be here today. After that, my health took a toll, and I just leaned into Jesus and God and filled my community with people who were gonna lift me up and bring me in. After a year of following um, God and being a Christ follower, I've just decided that since I was baptized as a baby, I think it's just time to, after that gap of not knowing God, it's just time to recommit and fully say that um, I give my life to Jesus. Yeah, so I grew up going to church, not really understanding it, and just 
you know, doing it to go with my grandma. Um, and then coming home to a family who wasn't Christian, well, my mom, who didn't really follow Jesus or implement anything from the Bible. And so that's how I grew up. Then in my adult life, I've always wanted God and I've always wanted Jesus and I've always, um, I've always been missing something. Um, and so I went to Echo on um, January 8th and I knew I was in, I was in the right place at the right time and like God had, God was waiting for me. Yeah, I was lost. Um, I struggled with a lot of different hardships and I let the world get the best of me. Instead of turning everything over to God, I just needed to give it up and stop trying to be in control and give it up, give it to God. Just to like publicly declare my faith um, and my decision to turn my life over to Jesus and to turn my life over to God um, and accept the fact that the Holy Spirit is in me and to be able to to live it out. He's like, he's like a friend that like I can talk to and like who will protect me no matter what, even if I make mistakes. Jesus to me is just kind of my safe place, um, my just kind of savior. I look to him when things are going rough and I praise him when I'm just having the best day ever. Um, I truly try to thank him in every moment of my life. I guess baptism to me is my full submission and commitment to the Holy Spirit is how I feel about it. Because I feel like I've tried to pray and learn about God and talk to Jesus and talk to God, but I don't know that I embrace the Holy Spirit. I don't know that I know how to embrace the Holy Spirit. And I think that's what I'm hoping to, that baptism is just a total submission because it's hard to let go of control. I know that God has, that the full armor of God has embraced me at different points in my life. I know that with all of my heart and that it's continuing to do so and that it will continue to do so for the duration of my life. I have no doubt about that whatsoever. I'm getting baptized because like I said, I just want a relationship with God and I just feel like I can't truly be like rid of those like bad thoughts unless I get a new start and that baptism is that new start. I always grew up in a Christian household and but it was always just like kind of also my parents religion and I never really like had a connection and like recently I want to have that relationship and I want to fill him with my like have him in my life and he's like the core of my relationship. This is more of a like a restart of my relationship with him and just kind of a new beginning with him. And this is like my new life. I'm getting baptized because I just want to recommit my life to Jesus. Just say that like, he truly is the only thing that I desire. Nothing in the world, nothing in college that I can just strive to be more like him and just know him better. Opportunities or just paving the way for me. Um, lately it's been um, more about healing and, trans and transformation. Um, moving on to the just transformation, yeah, and surrender um, and letting go of any of that shame or guilt I've had from my, you know, my past. For me, I feel like it's a second start, like it's the next chapter. I'm surrendering everything that I've been through to kind of move to the next chapter of my life. We are not trying to earn salvation. We're not being baptized into a church. This is a simple obedience to what God is asking us to do. Baptism is one form of obedience, but when they come up out of the water, I believe with all my heart that the Holy Spirit and God will be asking them to be obedient with other things as well.
that you are giving her a light to shine, God. And we just pray that it's eternal and that you are so, so proud of her, Jesus. Amen. And we lift this up in your name. Yeah, no, Amen. No, no, Amen. Look, no looking back. No looking back. No looking back. Amen. No looking back. And even I know you felt you've been at your lowest and I'm not minimizing that, but I just pray that you look back on this season of the year. Like you may say it's my lowest season, but it's the biggest season of your growth. Yeah. It's only because up you've from been, here, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I feel like we you broke through. Yes. Here's the warning. Don't take back all that rubble and build back up a wall. Mm. Just leave it. Leave it. Let's walk. Let's keep moving yeah. forward. Yeah. And we want to do that with you. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. Okay. You've been doing what God has mm -hmm. called you to do and listening to the Holy Spirit. And that matters. That's, you know, this is one step, but you've been doing it. You've been listening to Jesus. And so we're so proud of you for that. And it's been a privilege for us to just sit and watch and be in the front row seat of what God's been doing in your heart. I feel like you've been tenderizing it. And again, mm -hmm. like this morning's message as I was seeing you walk out, I was like, oh yeah, I know that one touched it again. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, it's not over. No. In fact, this is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. yep. And the Holy Spirit is mm -hmm. just making new. And I believe, you know, some of those regrets in the past, God is washing mm -hmm. them away from you today. Amen. And giving you that fresh start. May this be the symbol. Yeah. I just want to speak too and uh, like what is going on on the inside. It's not just the inside. Like it is so evident. And I'm not just saying that like from even four years ago, two years ago, what Andy and I have seen in you. And so I just pray even for you to step out of your comfort at work and with your family and that God is giving you a voice to speak truth yeah. when lies are being told. The lies that you've you've now said are lies, but for you to call that out in other people. Yeah. Okay. So, but at the same time, receive it for yourself. Lead, man. Yeah. You're called to be a leader. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> because your confession, faith, you put your trust in Jesus Christ. I now baptize you in the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Give a brother a hug, man. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amazing. <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Woo! Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Woo! <laughs> you got it? Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. Woo! <laughs> In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I get the word covenant. Oh, yeah. And just as you entered a covenant relationship, I think this is a, like the significant movement together is a covenant relationship mm -hmm. to say not only are we committed to each other, but we're putting Jesus right in the center of this relationship. Yeah. And I'm just excited to see where God brings him. So, yeah. and the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Can I get a hug? <laughs> And the Holy Spirit. Proud of you. So proud of you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Man. Give a brother a hug. Yeah. Your hope and trust in Jesus, we now baptize you in the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. I got you. You're good. You're good. You got it. bow your heads just for focal reasons today so I was sitting there watching this for the second time this morning I, I just had it drop in my heart to reiterate for, to somebody here that's sitting in the seats maybe watching online that it's time it's time You've built up walls. You've been navigating a war. You've been dealing with fill in the blank. And today is the day that you just say, God, it's no longer I that lives, but it is you who lives within me. Today is the day that I acknowledge that you are greater than me. And you're greater <laughs> the one who lives in me. That's you, Jesus. I'm going to invite you into that space so then it is greater than the world and the pressure and the stresses thereof. It's time. It's time. God, I pray for that individual out there today who maybe that message is resonating. Or maybe it is that person that, that is loving you but still loving the world. Or maybe it is a person that has just kind of given up hope. That fear does feel as if it is their future. Maybe it's an individual that walks in here today and they're just dealing with anger and anxiety. God, I just pray that by your spirit, not by my words, but by your presence, you would come in and do a work that only you can do. Holy Spirit, have your way. Spirit. Call us to your side. We might be able to confidently approach you, confidently asking, communing with you so that we leave this space overcoming anything that comes our way. And we pause and we say, thank you, Lord, for helping us overcome, but continue to help us overcome in the future. God, we love you and thank you in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, will you say amen? Every week we pray a prayer and it reminds us of our need of a Savior and how Jesus is exactly that. I want to invite someone out there today. Maybe you've never prayed a prayer like this. This is, in essence, just a message to God saying, God, I can't do it, but you can. And with your help, I can overcome any scenario that's presented to me. So Echo Church, can we stand up? Can we pray this with someone that might have prayed this for the very first time today? Pray this with me. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers, but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, you rose again, all with us in mind. 
I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Can we celebrate with someone who might have just prayed that for the very first time? Echo Church, let's just take the next few minutes and just allow God to continue the work that he's begun in our heart this morning. Down, you'll be working away. And 